0: Liberty Tabletop is America's flatware company. The only flatware that's manufactured in the U.S. of A. There are over 38 patterns to choose from. Like a couple of patterns and you can't decide, you can order a sample of each. And check out their website at libertytabletop.com and enter the promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. Just in time for you to freshen up your holiday table setting with Liberty Tabletop Flatware, manufactured in the United States. They make great wedding and Christmas gifts, too. Flatware that can be passed down for generations. So check out their website at LibertyTabletop.com and enter promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. LibertyTabletop.com, promo code BEN welcome to planet logic today's episode doubling down on double
1: standards today's program is in cooperation with political pursuits the podcast and lewin anderson of course is here to talk about the vital issues of the day and there's so many i believe the list what did you do par it down to 22 issues we wanted to talk about today
2: well and that was just i stopped at 22 you stopped that at seemed 22. that seemed a good number yeah
1: all right well let's start with the biden papers because this has been the one that has just been roiling the media to the point where I've even said journalism is having to make a comeback because CNN, NBC, CBS, they can't hold up their heads if they don't report on this. But we started with double standards. Do you think we'll end this thing with Biden with a double standard vis-a-vis what's happening at Mar-a-Lago?
2: To some degree, yes. Yes. Well, can they find
1: a way to to put Trump in jail and not put Biden in jail?
2: No, I don't even think they can find a way to from an indictment standpoint to do one without the other. And the problem that they face is that what Biden is appearing to have done is far, far more egregious than anything that has happened from the Trump front. Because Biden, the nature of the classified documents that he had, these are things that weren't just like classified, you know, secret, top secret, something like that. These are documents that were supposed to be in a skip and not to be removed. These are items that absolutely need to be having some kind of chain of custody, not sitting in his garage with this drug addled son having access to him. And God only knows who else over six or so years.
1: Okay, I want to ask you about some aspects of this and see where you come down on it. And let's do the first one. The first aspect of this is that Trump had these, decl- these classified documents at Mar-a-Lago. Trump was coming off a presidency where he had the ability to declassify. Biden had these from the Obama administration. Biden never had any capacity to declassify. Correct. So what do you make of that?
2: That is absolutely correct. Trump, in his capacity as president, when those documents were being packed up, had the ability to declassify them. For all practical purposes, that happened. It appears that that happened. And therefore, he was legally retraining those documents. Joe Biden, absolutely, you're correct. He never had any ability to take, to declassify any documents. And those particular documents that he did have possession of are of such a critical nature that I can't imagine that there wouldn't be some kind of of guidelines or protocols that even if he were to technically declassify them as president, which I would hope that if they're that truly sensitive, that there would be some cautioning about doing that. But if in fact they were and he went ahead and did that, I mean, not like Joe would ever make an imprudent move that there would be protocols that would be insisted upon to be followed in order to assure their security.
1: Well, there's been four of these incidents now in the 21st century. And when you're moving from most recent to to least recent, only the least recent ever had any consequences. So we're, we're now dealing with this with Biden, and we're also dealing with it with Trump. And before that, there was Hillary's server in Waukesha. Is that where it was? Or what are, no, no, no! What are...
2: up, up in, up in um, New York. In... Yeah, in, in New York, in the county, Westchester County.
1: Westchester. I knew it started with a W. Yeah. All right. And then uh, the one before that, of course, did have some consequences. That was when Sandy Berger stuffed papers in his underwear and his socks at the National Archives and got
2: caught. And General Petraeus had a little snafu of something, too, I believe. Well,
1: that was pillow talk, wasn't it? No, nah,
2: was... there was something else. There were some documents involved, yeah. I believe, so, too. So
1: I'm just wondering, here's what nobody's been discussing much on, on all the TV shows that they're talking about talking about this, let's say that uh, Biden is guilty of all this. Let's say that the special prosecutor, and give me a little bit of a break here because I don't trust Merrick Garland as far as I can throw him, and I don't know this her guy all that much, but we'll find out if he's a real prosecutor or if he was a pick that was selected in order to, to downplay this whole he thing. He was a
2: pick the same as that Smith guy. Neither of them are anything but swamp yeah, creatures. Yeah,
1: and I wasn't all that thrilled with what Durham did either. Yeah. But but um, what what is the worst that could happen to Joe Biden? Could he could he be removed from the presidency and we install Kamala Harris? Could he go to jail? Well, are the walls closing in, as CNN would say
2: to to give a little hint of that, Bob, ba uh, Biden has retained an attorney named Bob Bauer as his personal counsel who is involved with this. Bob Bauer is with um, a law firm you might have heard of him before, Perkins Coy.
1: Perkins Coy, yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. There was a guy named Mark Elias who works for Bob Bauer.
1: One of the new skyscrapers in downtown Austin. Uh, is the latest office of perkins coo each in case you need to visit with them,
2: they have their, they, there's have another their one in Dallas. they have their tentacles everywhere and just like that smith guy that they appointed to to look over trump this uh robert herr guy he is involved with rod rosenstein you get uh cash patel and and um Mike Davis from the Article 3 project talking about oh, yeah. this. Robert Hur, they say that he needs to be the first guy that's called in to... Um to testify about the government being weaponized against the people in that because this guy is so up to this. He also, let me tell you one other little hint. He is a protege, a very strong ally of one Christopher Ray. Does that give you a little hint to his character?
1: Christopher Ray, I think, is on a par with Joe Biden. I think Joe Biden's the worst president of my lifetime, and I think Christopher Ray's the, the worst FBI director of my lifetime. And
2: Rosenstein, he was involved, along with her, of 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 stopping when Devin Nunes was trying to had his intel committee back all those years ago and was trying to get all the subpoenas to investigate Russia, Russia, Russia. Rod Rosenstein and his assistant, uh, Hurt, Robert Hur were the two people who were the biggest bl- obstacles for that happening. All right. You
1: mentioned something that piqued my interest about you said Hur should be the first one brought in. OK, suppose we start subpoenaing people. Now, you remember when Eric Holder was subpoenaed. And he refused it. Thumbed his nose. And nothing happened. What happened when Steve Bannon was subpoenaed?
2: He was just in court earlier this week. They're appealing it, but he's got a four-month...
1: Did they frog march him? Absolutely. Did they handcuff him? Yeah. Is there now a standard? We talked about double standards. That's the title of the episode. If If they, for example, want to subpoena, I don't know, Hunter Biden, and he doesn't come in... Can they put his arms behind his back, slip on the bracelets, and take him to jail until he decides to talk?
2: In all reality, failure to do so would
1: now... Be the double standard. Correct. All right. One other thing I wanted to ask you about on this, and that is two dates. One date is November 2, 2022. The other date is November 8, 2022.
2: Tamper with elections much?
1: Uh, I think tamper with elections much. Uh, is the way to put it. They knew about this on November the 2nd. Now, please don't make me believe that because I think they knew about it a long time before that. But November the 2nd is when it, that's the date that they're giving to tell us that the lawyers, for some reason, were poking around in, in Biden's Corvette or whatever. And they started finding these documents and, and, and the election then was on November eight. And we found out in, um, Mid-early January, could we say, of 2023?
2: And let's also remember that old Merrick Garland got up there to the microphone and appointed that special counsel on Trump, what, about the 15th, 18th of November? Something like that, too, when he knew about these Biden documents.
1: And he also knew that Trump was going to run for re-election, or had a pretty good idea. Right. So the double standard's in full play here. Let me ask you about journalism. CNN is talking about this, and I think if there's one guy who I thought, oh my gosh, Fox has hired this guy because he's Steve Doocy's son, and this is nepotism at the network level... And, uh, you know, he's just a kid. I mean, he looked like he was 12 when he went to Fox.
2: Oh, he was just right out of college.
1: Peter Ducey asks the questions that everybody should be asking. I have never been more impressed. I haven't seen anybody. Well, Acosta was like this against Trump. But Acosta's questions were not. uh, What's the word I'm looking for? As real, as pertinent. They were all more political when. When Steve Ducey looks at Joe Biden and says, in your garage, what were you thinking? That's that's what the American people need to know.
2: You know, nepotism, hey, life isn't fair. Did it get him his job? Possibly so. But boy, but has he
0: done well.
2: He's earning his stripes. Oh, to yeah. his credit, he's earning his stripes. And not only is he making the his own exchanges with the White House better, but he has up to the bar and a lot of those veteran reporters it's very gratifying to see them now having to up their game because they can't afford to let this kid nepotism or not be showing them you know showing them all the
1: headlines yeah Deucey's making all the headlines his father now is not as famous as he is
2: and fox can only be so thankful that he's not talking to joe about election integrity (laughs)
1: Oh my goodness, Speaking election of rigging elections. election integrity. And again, when we say November 2nd, uh, we're talking about uh, a couple of years ago here. And and it's over 2 years now have elapsed Correct. since we found out about this.
2: Now, I have a question for you. Okay, we first find out here about, you know, these over there at the biden center and we haven't even touched on the chinese connections with the biden center and you know i have got i have got audio of a chalk talk that steve cortez did two years ago talking about the 60 million dollars that funded penn's biden chinese little center there at the university of pennsylvania so anyway we have those show up in that closet and then a couple of days later, oh, here we are. We have these in the garage. And then the next thing we know, we've got another location. There is the, as it's, you know, oftentimes talked about within media circles, you have this drip, drip, drip of information. Is this really a an organic revelation of these documents? Or is something else at play? Is somebody, is maybe this the prelude for... Mr. Biden's departure from the White House, but also as a sub question of that, I'd like to know what does former President Obama have to say about any of this? That it would seem that he is. Oh, you mean the guy
1: his... that very well could be behind some of it? I mean, it's not, yeah, not our real yeah, Or his
2: agent okay. in the White House, Susan Rice?
1: I asked this question in a different way on the air on Cardlin Woolley last week because uh, the radio station I do my show on is a CBS affiliate. CBS broke this. Correct. My question was, who got the information from CBS? Who gave the information to CBS? Why did they give the information to CBS? What kind of deals were made on how this would be rolled out? And then why did NBC get the second revelation uh, coming out as this drip, drip, drip continues? They are trying to do a controlled release of all this bad information. They picked the time right in the middle of Joe Biden's term so that it wouldn't affect his first two years but we'll give him time or they want they want to get rid of him one of the two
2: well and i would also say that as history has shown itself woodward and bernstein were more stenographers for mark felt as deep throat than they were investigative reporters when it came to watergate and i would question here cbs was this really some You know, good old hard investigative reporting that got this or was once again, CBS being the stenographer from whatever the powers are. And also on these subsequent releases, I believe NBC broke one of those. So we're spreading it around a little bit.
1: Yeah, uh, you're you're we used to call it enterprise reporting. All right. Enterprise reporting is shoe leather. That's where uh, you, you suspect something's goofy in government or something's out of whack and you go to the courthouse, you start looking through files, you find things that don't seem right, you investigate them, you find people, you develop sources, and you've, you've done a good job and you win an award, hopefully, and the public's right to know is served. On the other hand, it is not enterprise reporting when a member of the administration picks up the phone and calls somebody at CBS. We don't know who and says, hey, how would you like to have lunch? Uh, I've got a little tidbit you might like, but of course under condition of anonymity, and you've uh, you you know, you've got to protect us as a source, you got to protect me as a source, and then the guy from the administration tells the guy or girl or woman or whatever at, C- at CBS precisely what they want to reveal at that particular time and withholds everything else, because they've got a plan to do this. That's not enterprise reporting, that's basically collusion. Doing, that's collusion yes that's doing the work of the bureaucracy
2: and at that uh, and as i said all a appendage of that i'm sure they're on the phone talking to twitter or facebook or whatever other social media they want in order to help amplify oh by the way CBS may be, may be breaking a really interesting story. You're going to want to keep an eye on that. Not yes, like they yes. would ever also say, oh, the New York Post is going to break a story. We want to make sure that one never sees the light of yes, day. Yes, Mr.
1: Musk, don't, don't suppress this story. Yeah. Okay. One other thing I want to ask you about uh, on this story. And, uh,
2: well, well, know, well, wait, wait. We got we to finish, though, too, about where would this lead if this were to get Joe out?
1: Well, What's there's certain next? there's certain things that, end you, that you end up in prison. Now, have we ever put a president in prison? Not that I know of. Uh, we've impeached a couple, three. We've never thrown one out of
0: office yet.
2: True. And I mean, I think we're uncharted territory there. I mean, it was uncharted territory with Trump. Now.
0: Liberty Tabletop is America's flatware company, the only flatware that's manufactured in the U.S. of A. There are over 38 patterns to choose from. Like a couple of patterns and you can't decide, you can order a sample of each. And check out their website at libertytabletop.com and enter the promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. Just in time for you to freshen up your holiday table setting with Liberty Tabletop Flatware, manufactured in the United States. They make great wedding and Christmas gifts too. Flatware that can be passed down for generations. So check out their website at libertytabletop.com and enter promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. libertytabletop.com promo code BEN. The
2: shoes on the other well, foot. So Biden it's has even, this
1: insurance policy named Kamala Harris because nobody in the country outside of some guy named Inhofe or something would want her to be president.
2: Well, and that's what that's what I While I do firmly believe this is an effort to get Biden out, I haven't come up yet with my thought of where where we're going to go, how it would play out. But we do have a timeline, but we do have a timeline the same way that you laid out talking about, you know, the information was before the election. You know, we wanted to get through the midterm election. There is a. Another calendar that is definitely on the minds of anybody involved with this or following it as we do, and that's the 2024 election. We've got to be moving into primary season here in a year. And so they basically now have 11 months to get Joe resolved. Well, but
1: they have to get Kamala resolved, too. And, and, and if, if both of those are found to be unfit to serve, it's President McCarthy. I'm still well, I'm, I'm sorry, still... I didn't mean to startle you.
2: <laughs> well, you know something you've got to be an optimist. Is the glass half empty or half full? Kevin McCarthy, God love him. He's not Nancy Pelosi.
1: No, he's not Nancy Pelosi, but he's not Ronald Reagan either. <laughs>
2: no, I mean, but this guy could...
1: had to be pushed and shoved and coerced into doing the right thing. but
2: he could be forced kicking and screaming, and he could turn himself into a great speaker if he were willing.
1: To do and the I right thing. What he's just been through may very well turn him into a great speaker. I will, before we leave the Biden papers, I want to ask you about the Ivy League, this most wonderful and most esteemed league in uh, not only athletics but academics. I mean, if you've got an Ivy League degree, you have what's known as a pedigree. You can name your your position at America's law firms or engineering firms or teaching positions or whatever, if you've been to the Ivy League. The University of Pennsylvania has just shamed itself, has shamed academia, and has shamed the entire Ivy League, in my humble opinion. Uh, and, And remember, I think there's only one or two members of the Supreme Court that didn't go to an Ivy League school. I believe by filtering money through the Chinese Communist Party, what was they got from the Chinese, what was it, 67 million? Something, yeah. And they paid Biden just under a million to do nothing. Right. Now, he would occasionally show up and do some kind of a lecture that he probably stole from somebody else because he's a known plagiarist. And um, my point about the University of Pennsylvania is that to give a think tank to a man who doesn't think is beyond the pale how does the university of pennsylvania recover from this in your opinion and how does this tarnish the ivy league
2: i don't i don't think that it will be an issue for the university of pennsylvania you don't. frankly sadly and you know something there probably isn't a major university across this country and a lot of smaller universities as well that don't take money from the ccp Because we do need to remember when we're talking about this Chinese money, it's Chinese Communist Party money. They have so infiltrated so many institutions across the board. And so don't think it's just... They're the only ones where the Chinese. No, money Harvard was. and
1: MIT both joined the University of Pennsylvania in going to Merrick Garland and asking him to withdraw in the investigations that were ongoing into the Chinese Communist Party, and and Garland caved and did that.
2: You have universities like UTMB, the University of Texas Medical Branch. Uh, University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, in their medical research facilities, they've taken CCP money and they have members of the PLA, the People's Liberation Army of China, in those labs working on gain-of-function research. That's the kind of infiltration that we have. These Confucius Institutes that are on campuses all over this country, they are here. And so, you know, Penn, Penn is just kind of a beautiful example of that. And I mean, there's just, it's so rich. It's target rich with Biden's, Biden's influence there, you know, and his participation. I mean, that makes that one just especially fun to talk about. So
1: it's doubling down on double standards. If, if a private citizen did something like what these Ivy League schools and, as you say, many others are doing, it would be considered traitorous. It should. Well, we... Executed the Rosenbergs for similar stuff. And now it just seems like the communist Chinese, they have this roads program and infrastructure program that they're doing in countries all over the world. And all they want in return is complete control over those countries whenever they need it. And here, they're doing it differently. They're infiltrating our schools, and they're doing it in our secondary schools as well. It's not just colleges and universities.
2: Absolutely. And you have to understand that unlike the American public that was so... Too much of the public was so offended 10 days ago because there were 20 people in Congress that were saying, hey, you know what, we can wait a little while and talk a little more on this speaker race because there, there's some big issues we have to discuss. And everybody was, no, 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 pants on fire. We've got, to, we've got to decide this now. We can't wait. We can't wait. That's the silliness of the American public in that, no, we have to have it now. The Chinese Communist Party, on the other hand, they are a strategic, calculated people. They play the long game. And that's what they're doing. They have been here for decades infiltrating these things. Now, it does frighten me with having a controllable asset in the White House, as they do with Joe Biden, that a lot of their plans seem to have be escalating, but they are doing it. And right now, what we are seeing in South America ought to keep people awake at night. Let's
1: go to South America right after this question. We know the subject matter of at least two of those files that were marked classified that were found either in Biden's think tank or in his garage, whichever.
2: Do you remember what two countries those involved? Yeah, I do, actually. And there's ones that keep popping up all the time. China.
1: And Ukraine.
2: Exactly.
1: And, uh, you know, I just remember Biden. You know, I told him, fire this prosecutor and uh, pick up the phone, call Obama. He'll tell you the same thing. And I told him that. And if they don't do it before I fly out of here, they're not going to get their money. And son of a bitch. They did it. That's Biden. That's that's pretty close to his quote.
2: And then there we were with Trump and the perfect phone call talking to Zelensky. And that
1: led to impeachment.
2: I can remember when we first started talking about that story on air, and I would have to go back and I would have, now, what is that guy's name? It starts with a Z. Yes. And I can remember kind of struggling with that name. Now, who would have thought in just these few years, three years, we all know about Kiev, Kiev, however you want to say it. And, you know, the the southern part where they have the beaches and, and the ports and all of that. And I mean, Ukraine has become so front and center in our whole political consciousness. I mean, it's just it's insane.
1: Oh, it absolutely is. And the whole thing about when you talk about double standards, that phone call that Trump did was trying to get Ukraine to investigate to see if Biden was corrupt. And the the Democrats and the media turned it around. Oh no, it's Trump that's corrupt.
2: And I will tell you who is going to be who is going to be vindicated, certainly not within the corporate media, but who will be shown to have been somebody who was on target with this from the very beginning and that's Rudy Giuliani. He was over there. He went over there. He had people lined up who were willing to testify on.
0: Liberty Tabletop is America's flatware company, the only flatware that's manufactured in the U.S. of A. There are over 38 patterns to choose from. Like a couple of patterns and you can't decide, you can order a sample of each. And check out their website at libertytabletop.com and enter the promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. Just in time for you to freshen up your holiday table setting with Liberty Tabletop flatware, manufactured in the United States. They make great wedding and Christmas gifts too. Flatware that can be passed down for generations. So check out their website at libertytabletop.com and enter promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. libertytabletop.com promo code BEN. New on Curiosity Stream. How do you connect a 16th century potato to limitless energy production? Could Napoleon's toothpick have a direct link to a machine that predicts the future? And how can a 1700s conch shell chart a course to humans connecting their brains to the internet? James Burke's visionary series, Connections, returns for a new generation. Experience all new Connections. With monthly annual and bundled plans, find the one that works for you at CuriosityStream.com
2: the corruption between the oligarchs and which the oligarchs and Zelensky are basically kind of one and the same. He's just their, their agent, their puppet, but the oligarchs and the Biden crime family. And Rudy is the guy that has the receipts and has had them for several years. And I think that a lot of this will show that Rudy was right.
1: All right. Well, let's get to Bolsonaro and, and all of that. But to, as a lead in, I want to ask you what you think of Liz Cheney's committee, the J-6 committee, which is now dissolved. Uh, Do you think that it was a real committee that was looking for real truth, or was it simply, this committee was formed for one purpose, to keep Donald Trump from ever holding office and, if possible, to put him in jail?
2: Oh, I think that was that, and also to try to be kind of an ongoing PR effort with their televised hearings. They were hoping to keep that in the public eye, especially throughout the fall, late summer and fall, as we had the primaries going on leading up to the midterms. And so it was also just looking as a a vehicle by which to sully Republicans in general, but certainly Trump to harm him in, in particular. And I think it failed at every turn.
1: And it, again, it was a double standard. You bet. Do you have confidence that with the Republicans having this majority in the House, however slim it may be, and they, they look like they want to go back and revisit January 6th, I just say, hey, let's find out who Ray Epps was or is. Let, let's, let's find out why the Capitol Police in many videos pointed to the door and said, <laughs> knock yourself out, go right in. Let's find out why Ashley Babbitt was killed. These are some things I'd like to know, and I'd like to know how much the swamp, specifically the FBI, was infiltrated into the so-called, uh, what I call the CN insurrection.
2: Or the insurrection, as it's also been called. What's, what's interesting, although it, it is telling to a degree, is that though James Comer, back you know a month or so ago, sent a letter to Benny Thompson, chair of that committee, saying— An, egg,
1: an election denier.
2: Absolutely. Saying, saying, hold your documents. They packed everything up from them closing up shop and sent everything off to the National Archives. So now it's going to be even harder to get a hold of all those transcripts because you know damn good and well that some of those transcripts with people who were in there, and not everybody was that Cassidy Hutchison who was in there, you know, with her tale of Trump and the limo and the St- grabbing the steering wheel and you <laughs> that, know, was I mean, I, of,
1: that was kind of debunked hey man they should quickly. have they
2: sh- they should have they should have lightened up a little bit on the gummies the night they were dreaming that one up I think it was a few too many gummies in the in the mix of coming up with that story
1: <laughs> yes I think so too yeah
2: but anyway no I mean I think that there probably is some interesting information in there that would be very very unflattering to. You know what the J six that J six committee was trying to do, just like these fourteen thousand hours of video that are supposedly now going to be released. I think we're going to see some real interesting, um, interesting footage there.
1: Well, you know, here's the way I look at insurrections in general: that there comes a time when the people in power are doing things you think is going to destroy what you believe to be the greatest country ever. And you've got to stop them. Now, I, I, I'm not wild about seeing people go into the Capitol in Washington and break windows and all that. But they were right in, in what they expected to come out of a Biden administration, and they thought that he was illegitimate. And look at what Biden has done. Now we're taking five-year-old boys and we're trying to turn them into girls. We had the absolute worst withdrawal from Afghanistan that anyone could imagine, putting the Taliban back in power. Now, who knows if ISIS is reconstituting? Probably are. And
2: China has access to the um, the Air Force base there.
1: If you've got 13 bucks, I can sell you a couple of eggs. Uh, gasoline prices have gone up. Biden has depleted the strategic oil reserve. He makes every decision based on the myth of climate change. Yes, the climate changes, but we can't fix it by spending trillions of dollars. Everything border, this man does... The border? The border. Oh, yes, the border. Everything this man does or doesn't do makes life worse, not only for Americans, but for everybody. He really does need to go. Uh, and and I, I have always had sympathy for the people that entered the Capitol for that reason. But where does it go from here Do you think we will learn things now that the Republicans are in power that we would not have learned from Cheney's committee?
2: Yes. Yes, I do. I do believe we are because there is too much that we have learned that that we've learned things already or we have seen that things have been just ignored. Like one of the things I mean, the whole the whole thing about the provocateurs those people, you know, Christopher Ray before Congress was, well, no, I can't talk about that. And you shouldn't take my inability to talk about that as confirming one way or another. Julie Kelly was talking about one of the trials that's going on right now of the guy, Richard Barnett, the guy that put his feet up on Nancy Pelosi's desk, mm-hmm. that just earlier this week, I heard this interview yesterday. She said that one of the now like lieutenants or something from the Capitol Police Talked about the fact that yes, there were people that they believed to be provocateurs in the crowd. And she said that as part of the testimony for this Barnett's.
1: Which brings up Ray Epps again.
2: Right. Absolutely. And Ray Epps, I have seen Darren Beatty with Revolver News has done some incredible reporting oh, yes. on that.
1: Absolutely. And
2: Darren had an article about some of Ray Epps, his his testimony before the J6 committee that they were able to get a hold of. And you go through and read that whole thing. I mean, it was you know something like 90 pages or whatever, but they had gone through. There's some real funky things that Epps was saying in that that didn't make sense and things that any type of of um interrogator any type of person that were were cross examining someone would have been obvious follow up questions that were just dropped
1: the worst allegation the worst allegation that i have heard uh, on cnn and other places <coughs> excuse me is that the people that infiltrated the capitol on j6 wanted to find and hang essentially murder the vice president of the United States, Mike Pence. Do you think that's true?
2: No, but I think that was part of a narrative that was purposefully created. And are you aware that there was a a structure that was erected on the grounds of the Capitol that had a hangman's noose on it? There was such a structure erected Julie Kelly was talking about that in the interview that I saw of her yesterday and she said that's one of the things we can find out from those 14,000 hours who built of it? yeah somebody we don't know who built it no well we don't you and I don't somebody the american knows. public absolutely yeah absolutely, somebody knows. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that's the same way remember when the with the um the summer of love all the the, the peaceful protests mm-hmm. where those bundles of bricks would show up
1: well, I'll tell Somebody you what. Somebody
2: knows you don't come in and just drop a bundle no, of No, you don't. And
1: you've got to think about what would make you insurrect or insurrective. And, and in my case, it's, if, if Biden and the federal government came in and said, you don't need your 401 k we're going to take it. We need your money that you've been saving for retirement. And we'll we're, take care of you. We're going to tap into it and we'll take care of you. And by the way, the government's going to take title to all private property. You know, it, these things start happening. You've got to stop them. You've got to do something, and there, this is what happened in the American Revolution: the taxation without representation, again, double standard. And they said no, and the, led to the Boston Tea Party. And and my, you know, you know, my old uh, founding father hero Samuel Adams, who made some pretty good beer too. Um, that's how we got our country. An insurrection is how we got our country.
2: But you also have to look a precursor to. Those things happening is 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 um, unfair elections, rigged elections, because that's what allows the people who will then take those actions to come in. So we were trying. So this was basically a preemptive move, saying, "Whoa, time out here. This election wasn't right. There were problems with it. It needs to be taken a closer look at it." And that's what those people were there in D.C. on January 6th trying to to have happen, trying to encourage their elected representatives to hold firm. And we need to send this back to some of these states to take a look at it because— Failure to do so is what puts people in office for Joe Biden to do the things that he did, including that first day on January 20th that he was exactly. started occupying the office.
1: And you talk about double standards again. We, we, we don't really have any standards in elections anymore. When you look at the things the Democrats are doing that help them win, look at how many of them are legal in some states. Ballot harvesting, mail-in ballots. Look at the mess in Harris County, Texas, and all that. All right, quickly. Um, we've got. Uh, let's see. We've got uh, seven or eight minutes. Let's uh, tell me your impressions of what's going on in South America.
2: Well, and that's what talking about J Six is a is a great segue over to that because last for as quiet as the media. Has been, the corporate media has been on Brazil. They were very happy to report last weekend about how, oh, there were thousands of people storming the, the government buildings there in Brazil and um, the capital there. And so that was big news. It was another insurrection a la January 6th. Well, what they're not telling you is that those people have been out in the streets protesting for about 70-some-odd days since the last election because they do not believe that Lula da Silva was legitimately elected as president of Brazil. Lula is a criminal. He was in jail, a corrupt supreme court type entity comparable to our supreme court mm-hmm. basically changed laws pulled him out of court so that he could run against bolsonaro eduardo bolsonaro one of higher the president's sons was in south um Sioux Falls, South Dakota, in August of 2021 at a Lindell election integrity, talking about the problems that they had there, the fact that they're voting machines, the fact that they don't have any kind of paper trail with those machines, and that they were very concerned that there were going to be problems. Well, the problems that he foreshadowed are exactly what happened. It even has been so much that there's some regions of Brazil that have indigenous people there. There were people in those regions where Bolsonaro supposedly got zero votes. You have some of those tribal chiefs that have been coming into the Capitol protesting, saying, this is ridiculous. We had lots of people who voted for Bolsonaro. And that's one of the things that from what the coverage that I've been following on this, this has been such a broad-based outcry. And what the people were looking at, and I mean, and this was like millions of people were gathering in the streets. The the footage, the pictures of this are incredible. You had all these people gathering. One of the places they were going protesting was at military centers because the military does have a constitutional authority to investigate elections that they think there was a problem with. The military did a preliminary report, and the findings of their preliminary report was that we need those machines. We need the codes for those machines. We need all the information of those machines so we can go through and do an audit. They, who they had to petition was this court, the same court that sprung Lula. The court said, eh, you may need them, but you're not going to get them.
1: Sounds like Arizona.
2: Exactly, exactly. And so now, fast forward to last weekend, and... Yes, there were people who went in there into those offices. They were nearly empty. There's already talk that the the government officials knew something was going to happen, took no action to try and preempt anything, to defuse it, and that there is video footage where absolutely there are people who were believed to be provocateurs and that there are a la Ray Epps, there are, is footage of people turning to these provocateurs saying, no, no, do not destroy that. You're just trying to cause trouble. That's not what we're here for. And so mm. it's, it's a replay of exactly what. Now you have Bolsonaro. He's been in Florida for the last month or so. But you have now talk that, oh, the Brazilian government is going to be investigating him. Same way they were going after Trump for inciting it. Plus, you have the people that were there, there have been several thousand people that were rounded up after that that are being held in what are being termed concentration camps. Evidently, some of them were there, it started getting hot, they wanted to get out of there. They were told by government officials, oh, here, you can board these buses and we'll get you to a safe location. Well, the safe location ended up being these concentration camps. Mm.
1: Wow. Yeah, uh, as we wrap up the the podcast, uh, let's let's uh, transmogrify over to the, the uh, Kevin McCarthy situation. I, I don't know where you stand exactly and all that, but I can summarize mine pretty quickly. When you've got a president who is arguably the worst president in the history of the union, or when you can't, uh, when you have, a, you've gone from the greatest experiment ever to a Supreme Court justice who cannot define the word woman. When you have got a situation where little boys and girls are being uh, having their their genitals mutilated in surgery because of political correct thinking and and uh, the whole idea of eliminating the the sex of people is so that we're all just one big sex or we're fifty seven sexes uh, whatever the ketchup number of varieties is when you get a, live in a country where we just print money like it's growing on trees to the point where we could be insolvent. You can not do things as usual. And I think that's what hit the fan with the selection of the speaker.
2: I would agree. And I think the thing to understand for those who were wringing their hands over that is that, oh, this just isn't right. You know, this is so out of the norm. Well, Ladies and gentlemen, life as you know it is over. It's gone. COVID, the bio attack that was launched against us by the CCP. From Wuhan. Absolutely. Showed us that. And so it's a matter of, no, we can't do things out of the normal. Well, there is no normal anymore. So things are going to be different. The question is, are we going to do things to mitigate the difference being a catastrophe or we are going just to let it all go and hope for the best
1: do you think kevin mccarthy will be a better speaker because of what happened
2: i think kevin mccarthy is a snake uh the week before the week before he um he you know all this was going on i heard an interesting interview with john fund who's worked for the Journal, mm-hmm. lots of lots of different publications, and he was talking about a guy, a former sen- a former senator that was on the Ways and Means Committee that was McCarthy's mentor. I, I wasn't familiar with the with the gentleman, but anyway, this gentleman told told fun that he was very disappointed in Kevin McCarthy. He said because Kevin has no ideology, he's strictly a transactional type player, and that Kevin his only his only. Fueling is basically Kevin, and, and that's so, exactly
1: what my my problem with him was. I think Jim Jordan is a little different. I don't know what to think about Tom Cotton anymore. I know that Chip Roy is not a Trump person, but he sure he sure stood up this he time. He has some
2: good. He has very. He has some very good fiscal ideology to him that I think will serve can serve this public well.
1: Well, my my basic thought on the debt is that if we don't fix it the country will go down as other great countries have gone down because of fiscal irresponsibility. And the problem is that the Democrats just spend like drunken sailors. Now, the other problem is that the Republicans spend like, <laughs> Spend like drunken sailors. Yeah. And I have every respect for drunken sailors as compared to drunken politicians. So I think we have to start doing something different. Uh, I've worked to save money and put a little bit back. I'm not sure what it's worth right now. I don't know what a dollar is worth what about 80 cents of what it used to be when Joe Biden took office and that's a big loss for people in their retirements and just in their everyday life
2: as contrived as everything is right now that we see again just the institutions that the damage that has happened for the public being able to believe in institutions be it your government be it the healthcare industry with what has been perpetrated on the public with this vax, with these vaccines and the whole COVID, the whole COVID issue, um, our financial institutions right now, if I see the stock market's gone up 500 points, it's kind of like, oh, okay, the stock market's gone up 500 points. Is that good or bad? That's not even what I think anymore. It's, I think, is this real mm-hmm. or is this just more, more smoke and mirrors? And so that's the concern. On Kevin McCarthy, I'm not sure that he will do the right thing for the right reasons. But we're in a whole different reality than we have been before. And you know what? If he does the right thing, period, regardless the reasons.
1: that's That may be enough to save the union. Exactly. Well, again, I think we're in uh, crisis mode right now. I think we have to start doing things differently I do things differently in my personal life than I might do if, if I had tons of money flowing in and, and, uh, and all that. But my, my big goal right now personally is stay out of debt. I don't have any except for a little bit on my house. And I think the country needs to start looking at it. We're at a point of a trillion dollars is what it's going to take to pay down the interest. And a trillion dollars would build a lot of roads and bridges and things that maybe buy some ammunition, maybe put some some uh, new weapons back that because we've depleted our weapons Absolutely. as well by giving them all to Ukraine, and maybe start refilling our strategic oil reserves, which is something that this country needs for its security. So, final thoughts.
2: I I agree. I have very much concerns. I think that we need to look at what's happened in the last ten days and the house as hope. You know, we have to, we have to, we have to keep the hope alive. Cliche as that is, we have to do it. America is still a great country. People are waking up. This isn't the time to be complacent when you hear things going on, whether it's in DC, whether it's in, you know, our local, our state house or even here locally when, you know, your local city council wants to go embrace DEI and every, every, you know, big tech, Industry that comes to town and starts, starts you know, giving you the, the flattery and the showing up with flowers to, to woo you in. Don't be taken in by these things. Keep your eyes open.
1: Well, it's this woke agenda, and the Democrats have completely embraced it, and the Republicans have embraced part of it. Uh, Fort Hood's about to be Fort Cavasis, for example, and I don't know where it stops. I just know that it has to stop, and it has to stop soon. This country cannot survive it, and we will have a serious insurrection.
2: People can't do everything but pick your area of interest, pick your area of focus, be it the federal, state, the local level, pick something to believe in, and work that issue.
1: Lou Ann Anderson is a writer, political pundit, great proofreader, I might add, And is the purveyor of political pursuits, the podcast. And uh, we get together and do this and put it out there as well as on Planet Logic. And tell your friends about us. You can find us at either place. Uh, Wherever you get your podcast is what they say. And Luann, we will uh, revisit the situation in the country soon.
2: Remember, courage is contagious. Let's spread some around.
1: Be logical, everybody. And look out for that double standard. And we'll be back soon. I'm Lynn Woolley. And this is Planet Logic.
0: Liberty Tabletop is America's flatware company. The only flatware that's manufactured in the U.S. of A. There are over 38 patterns to choose from. Like a couple of patterns and you can't decide, you can order a sample of each. And check out their website at libertytabletop.com and enter the promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. Just in time for you to freshen up your holiday table setting with Liberty Tabletop Flatware, manufactured in the United States. They make great wedding and Christmas gifts, too. Flatware that can be passed down for generations. So check out their website at LibertyTabletop.com and enter promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. LibertyTabletop.com, promo code BEN.